One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. James Thatcher has supported independent tech news directly for almost five years. Thanks, James. Be like James. Become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Wednesday, December 19th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. From almost Christmas, Salt Lake City, I'm Scott Johnson. And uh, from somewhere on the border of nowhere, I'm Roger Chang. Where it's also almost Christmas. Uh, Hey, folks, we are going to talk about Facebook. Don't worry. Uh, we know you're most, you know, 65% of you are outraged right now. We're going to get to that. Uh, we're also going to talk about AI generating faces that are almost indistinguishable from real photographs. Um, but let's start with a few tech things you should know. Apple updated iOS to avoid a sales ban in China with changes exclusive to China that circumvents the company's patent dispute with Qualcomm. Qualcomm won a sales ban after alleging that Apple violated a pair of its patents. Now, last month, Qualcomm won a court injunction that banned Apple from selling iPhone models, including the 6S, 6S Plus, the 7 and 7 Plus, the 8 and 8 Plus, and the 10. Mac Rumors reports that iOS 12.1.2 now changes the animation for when an app is forced to close, and that avoids a Qualcomm patent around app management. Man, that's a fiddly thing. Uh, Google will now use mobile-first indexing for more than half of its web page searches globally. That's pretty insane. Favoring mobile sites over desktop sites in its search results for the very first time. Google started its mobile first indexing efforts back in 2016 and said it would shift over to using the mobile version of the website's content to index its pages. The Financial Times reports that Chinese bike sharing company Ofo has cash flow problems and is considering applying for bankruptcy. Ofo raised $2.2 billion on the promise of its large bike sharing operations worldwide. Chinese bike-sharing company Mobike recently sold off to one of its shareholders, and China's Blue Go-Go bike-sharing company recently went bankrupt itself. Bike-sharing model has often been used as a basis for the electric scooter business model. Hopefully for the electric scooter people, it works out better for them. All right, let's talk about a cool feature coming to Windows. Yeah, if you're into Windows, Microsoft will bring a feature to Windows 10 Pro and Enterprise Editions specifically. This is going to be next year. They're calling it Windows Sandbox. And here's why. When virtualization is enabled in the BIOS, users can isolate an app to the sandbox so it can't affect the rest of the system. And when you're done, the 100 megabytes of that sandbox is deleted. Feature will be available for testing in build 18305 
I am sure a hundred developers just heard me say this and know exactly what they're going to do with it. Yeah, I, well, it's it's great if you want to uh, download an executable, but you're unsure. You want to see what it does first. You can do this with a virtual machine, but the virtual machine may not perform as well. Uh, you may not have the money to get an extra license of Windows to run a virtual machine. So this will let anybody who's got Windows 10 Pro or Enterprise uh, just spin up a kernel in Windows from Windows with good performance uh, and check out that executable safely and then uh, shut it down and it deletes itself, doesn't clutter up your hard drive. It's pretty cool stuff. It seems so small compared to what a lot of apps are today in terms of their, you know, their executables are just bigger than this. And yeah, I, well, this, I this, isn't an, this is just uh, firing up a kernel. You'd be surprised how small operating systems are compared to actual software. A lot of times the operating system is, is much smaller than, than a suite of apps for sure. In other Microsoft news, former Microsoft intern Joshua Bakita posted on Hacker News that he believes Microsoft decided to abandon the Edge HTML engine in favor of Chromium because Google kept making changes to its websites, like YouTube, that broke the site in other browsers and Microsoft couldn't keep up. For instance, he said a hidden empty div tag broke Microsoft's video acceleration right at the time that Google began advertising Chrome's advantage over Edge in video playing battery life. Mm. Uh A Mozilla program manager previously claimed that a YouTube redesign made Firefox Firefox five times slower in both Firefox and Edge. Google denies these claims, says that the hidden div tag was a bug and it was removed after it was reported nothing more. Google also told The Verge, quote, YouTube does not add code designed to defeat optimizations in other browsers. But we don't mind if it shows up accidentally. They didn't say <laughs> in addition to that. Uh, which is yeah. my best guess for what happened here is is they make changes and don't worry about whether it breaks things for Edge or Microsoft. And of course, Edge moving on to Chromium uh, is not going to have that problem anymore. Uh, but Peter Bright over at Ars Technica uh, put together an opinion piece saying how this is really bad in a lot of ways because Google controls the Chromium project. And because Google controls the Chromium project, it has outsized influence over what happens on everything on its platform, which now includes... Opera, Safari, and soon Edge, leaving Firefox and its 9% of the market as the only non-Google-influenced browser out there. Yeah. Also, okay, I'm going to go back in time to a time when I was art director on a website and I had to work with programmers. And the short of that story was, if you you had an errant div tag just floating around in the code page code generated dynamically coded didn't matter they would find it in seconds like that stuff never made it out the door so i feel suspicious of this explanation for but some it was reason hidden. it's google it was hidden scott that's why they couldn't find it yeah but uh, i don't know man <laughs> I, don't know. I feel like this stuff's a li- that part's weird to me like and i'm not someone, I'm not, someone I'm not, hit it and someone else should be able to find it right yeah. here's an exercise here's an exercise for the users come up uh those of you who, who work in this sort of thing come up with a reason that a hidden div tag might show up and you wouldn't know it in your code yeah, I'd listen to that. Because again, I'm not an expert by any stretch, but I just remember these guys were so hardcore about yeah. weird little things like that. And obviously we're a different scale here but than, I'm, than they're talking about. But And I'm not ready to say, hey, Google, you're, you know, what a dastardly, uh, horrible thing you've done as a supervillain twist in your mustache here. I just, 
it just feels a little fishy coming from <laughs> Google of all places. But yeah, I guess. You, you could save that for Facebook because that's our right. next story. Uh, the New York Times alleges that Facebook provided access to user information to hundreds of tech companies, around 150 uh, big companies, uh, Microsoft, Netflix, Spotify, etc., without user permission. Facebook says the access described only involves users who log into their Facebook accounts on the websites involved. For instance, users who log into Facebook on Spotify could allow Spotify to automatically send a message about what songs they're listening to and even message with friends while they were in the Spotify app or on the Spotify website. The New York Times describes this particular feature as Facebook letting Spotify, quote, read Facebook users' private messages, which is technically accurate, but I think misleading. In the wake of the report, the UK's Digital Culture, Media and Sport Committee has issued a statement calling on competition authorities to open an investigation and to add to Facebook's horrible, no good, really bad day. The Washington, D.C. Attorney General has announced it's filing a lawsuit against Facebook over the Cambridge Analytica scandal, saying it didn't take proper precautions to protect data and misrepresented third-party developers' ability to obtain data. Now, this morning on TMS, uh, I talked with Scott about why I think, while Facebook is not without blame here, this New York Times story isn't great and likely to cause an overreaction because what was happening here, in my opinion, is not much different than what happens when an app says, hey, we want to be able to send messages or write posts on your behalf. Is it okay to let this app do that? And you get that moment where you're like, "Mm, I don't want it to just write anything, but you realize, oh, it's doing a very specific thing that I want this app to do. Okay, I'll give it that permission. The only difference being, and this is why I don't think Facebook is off the hook, Facebook didn't ask you. They just said, hey, if you're signing into Facebook on Spotify, then you will just assume you think everything that happens on Facebook is also happening there. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, from what I understand of the particular Spotify example that you just laid out, Tom, telling... Uh, a, a company, what I'm listening to is not the same as reading my private Facebook message. But they're not reading. That makes it sound like somebody at Spotify has a big cache of all your messages and can go through and read all of them. What it allowed, as far as I can tell, is Spotify to have the messages come into their servers so that they could show them to you while you're logged into Spotify and send them back out. And that is, they weren't storing them. They weren't selling ads against them. This isn't third-party data collection. This right. was just access to it. Now, now, granted, Spotify, you might not decide you don't trust Spotify and that they'll, they'll save those messages uh, and, and keep them for nefarious purposes, which is why you should be told, hey, Spotify is going to do this. Are you cool with that? So that you can like, oh, you know, yeah, I guess I trust Spotify. It's fine. And Spotify, Netflix, Microsoft, the 150 companies are mostly all saying, yeah, we we don't access your personal information. This is just enabled features to happen when you were logged into Facebook on our site. However, uh, sure, Spotify not using my data for nefarious purposes. Fine, great. Even if I believe you, there are data breaches every day. So, but you know, the the fact that we live in that sort of a world—that's more of the issue, as yeah. far as you know, for me. I, I think the New York Times story, where the New York Times story goes, is making it feel like the breach happened. Rather than focusing on, hey, Facebook had these features enabled, how this works, and they didn't yeah. clearly make you know let mm-hmm. you know that. What was happening on Facebook.com would also happen on Netflix if you were logged in to Facebook through that feature. On the other hand, I you know I don't 
think it's crazy to, to think that most people might assume that, but we've gotten into a world where you want to err on the side of transparency. And so I think it's fine to hold Facebook's feet to the fire and say, you should always ask first. Don't just assume. Uh, but I also don't think this is as bad as a data breach or as bad as data storage that could be sold to third parties, et cetera. Uh, and I think this New York Times story exaggerates it. Yeah, and they're obviously in a position, or, or Facebook's in a place right now where they're an easy target. And by easy, I just mean they've set themselves up in other ways to for people to to sort of jump the gun and freak out. Uh, I think it's also a little bit weird that small services and sites are required to ask you if you're cool with it. And for whatever reason, these bigger tech companies were not sure. asked that because Maybe they had there was previous agreements, partner. they had previous partnerships. Yeah, and sure. that, that's that's not cool either. I agree with you. There. No, it's not cool. Um, but. I'm I'm glad that you're you're at least talking about it in the in the in the in the sort of raw truthy way here because I think it's important for people not to jump overboard. Uh, even though I don't even really care that much about Facebook, it's not an important service to me. It doesn't really make that big a difference to me. I'd say I've never seen Tom really rely on Facebook as a as a really important aspect of his uh, no. you know triangulation with fans and people and friends. So. It's not like we're defending a company who's clearly making goofs, and I think so. Oh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm definitely not defending Facebook no, <laughs> at all. No, but it's but it's just so easy to go. Ah, the whole house is on fire when really one of the outlets went out, and you just need you know it's a fuse. <laughs> it's not a bad analogy, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> they they sh- they should have made sure the electricity uh, worked in the in the outlets, but the go. house is not on fire. That's, yeah, yeah. We're there not defending go. them, but just <laughs> let's let's wrap our heads around what actually is is the problem here. Yeah. And, you know, for people who are all jumping ship, I don't have a problem. With yeah, that. that's fine. There's all kinds of reasons to jump ship off Facebook. I don't know that this is necessarily the biggest one, but it could be the straw that breaks the camel's back for you. So that, you know, that's totally fair. Could be. Uh, well, all right. Tuesday night, Elon Musk, everyone's favorite future supervillain. Just kidding. I just think that's a fun thing to picture. Demonstrated a car modified with retractable tracking wheels traveling at 44 miles an hour uh, for 1.4 uh, excuse me, 1.14 miles in a test tunnel that he probably dug. Anyway, he did hyper uh, the the the, the uh, boring, company. boring company. Thank you, the boring company. Oh, they're so boring. <laughs> Musk believes he can make the technology work at 150 miles per hour over long distances. He would like to create a system of tunnels under cities with a combination of private and autonomous cars providing transportation. So another step. And his uh, quest to build this I mean, crazy. Or is it though? I mean, really, the technology showed off is that he can dig a tunnel. Because <laughs> sending a car at forty-four miles an hour is something I could do if the tunnel's already there. Yeah, but the tunnel isn't already there. That's the point. That's what I'm saying. Like the tunnel, very impressive. The car going through it at forty-four miles an hour, and apparently really bumpy, according to multiple reports that I read. Not that impressive. No, yeah. but 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 uh, as you know, traffic congestion becomes a bigger and bigger issue in certain cities. Uh, the idea of of having a safe underground tunnel very advantageous. Sure. Los Angeles, great example of that. So, if any company, whether it's Elon Musk's many, I don't know, whatever his ventures, uh, you know, are uh, uh, h- however far they get um, as far as hyperloops and 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 boring holes under uh, under the sea. <laughs> That's all great, but it, 
That's sort of the, we either have flying cars or we have cars underneath cities. Hey, right? look, Those are our only two options. I'm not denying the idea is great and necessary, uh, especially in a place like Los Angeles. But the idea was great and necessary months ago <laughs> when he first announced it. Showing me a car going 44 miles an hour through the tunnel that we already knew was dug. Just, I don't know, not blowing me away here. All right. If he would, if he just sent this through, though, at the 150 desired speed, I would be more impressed because sure. that is the goal here is to create high speed travel, not just a tunnel for your slow ass car, right? You want to really go fast in there. And I do get yeah. that part of what he was doing wasn't showing the speed, but showing like, here's how it will work once it's perfected. If you want to see the, the, the concept, uh, it's, it's like a concept car in, in that respect. I, I, I sort of get that, but there were some, some fairly uh, salivating headlines out there. And I don't know if it's justified quite yet. Yeah. I mean, 40, I'm just saying 40 is like, I don't know. I can do that on a scooter, I think, or something. Maybe. <laughs> just yeah, doesn't well, right yeah on a road. Yeah. But in a tunnel. <laughs> you mean it's in a, a car? On, it's in a, a car. Does on not previously yeah. exist. My goodness. We have a tough crowd today. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's finish on uh, an easy one. Uh, <laughs> security at the border. Haizam El Sharkawi is suing the U.S. government after being detained at LAX airport when he declined to unlock his cell phone. He's a U.S. citizen. He was leaving the country on his way to Saudi Arabia on Hajj and was pulled aside by customs officers for additional screening. So far, so normal. Like this could happen to anybody traveling internationally. You might get pulled for a little additional screening. However, he was asked to unlock his phone and he said he didn't feel comfortable doing that unless they told him why they needed him to. So he was put in a holding cell. Uh and he finally gave in and was like, fine, fine, I'll unlock my phone. An officer then looked through his phone and asked him about his Amazon and eBay accounts, uh, noted that he had lots of unread emails, uh, which I'm not sure what that indicates to people, unless maybe it's they're looking for it, a fake date. That he's a normal human. Yeah, right. It doesn't <laughs> seem suspicious to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's suing, saying, you know, this was this was unlawful detention. You did not have cause uh, and yeah. you, you shouldn't have forced me just because I declined to open the phone. I think I agree with him. In fact, he and I have a lot in common. Our email boxes are very similar. And if somebody <laughs> said to me, oh, your email's uh, piling up pretty good there as a, some sort of suspicious activity, you should be more concerned about Mr. Uh, Inbox Zero 24-7 of the day. That guy's the weirdo. Uh, I, I, the whole thing is super funky and I'd be mad if I was him. There's no well, way. Well, to- especially, you know, we we hear a lot about uh, your Google search history, you know, might, you know, it, it link you to you know, something bad. Um, whether or not you actually did anything, it's, you know, it's it's indicative of what your interests are. Amazon and eBay search history or purchase history could be something that law enforcement might want to tie you to. It doesn't sound like they they had a leg to stand on in this case. Um, and certainly putting somebody in a holding cell while they look through your Amazon history is ridiculous. But, um, but yeah, uh, he I, ran I, an e-commerce company. Um, and, and so likely they were fishing for some sort of import export, uh, issue. That's why they're asking him about his Amazon and his eBay accounts. But, uh, it doesn't appear that there was any cause for them to do that other than he ran an e-commerce company. So, and, and even so like that would be even more reason to be like, well, there's probably a lot of like contextual stuff. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. 
Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model in the market. Perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. If you don't understand about my history because yeah. I run an e-commerce company. Yeah, and I would, I would argue that he's also, you know, I hate to put this part in there, but he's somebody from a different ethnicity. And so that plays a role as well. Sure. And so all of it's yeah, there was some racial profiling, perhaps. That was yeah, going on here. it's all adding up to be real skeezy. I don't like it. Well, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to dailytechheadlines.com. Now, a paper published earlier this month uh, was made public this week showing human faces generated by a generative adversarial network, uh, a GAN uh, machine learning algorithm. The faces look real, but they're not actually pictures of people. Scientists at NVIDIA trained the GAN to make the images. Eight Tesla GPUs took about a week to do it and used a method known as style transfer. So you blend images together and it's not just morphing, you know, like me and the president's face together to show what our baby would look like. It's more sophisticated than that because it can do not just images, but multiple images and traits. You can say, uh, blend all these images together, but make all the hair blonde, uh, no matter what color it would have come out otherwise, stuff like that. Uh, so you customize the faces in ways that they look very different from the originals, but they aren't actually people. And yet they look very much like people. Now, artist and coder Kyle McDonald has had a Medium post up for a while explaining what to look for to identify AI-generated faces, and he updated it in the wake of this because he's like, wow, this this got a lot better in the year since I, I told you what to look for in the old photos, but there are still things you can do to identify whether something is fake, and this is going to be a new skill. The way we used to look for airbrushing or Photoshopping, we're now going to have to look for GAN-generated uh, images. So here are some of the things to keep an eye out for. Physical objects that aren't quite generated properly. So he showed some examples in these NVIDIA images where a ghost of an earring was showing up because it had been in one of the pictures and didn't get fully rendered out. Asymmetry, okay. uh, particularly where maybe you get two different ears on somebody or the eyes are not pointed in the same direction uh, necessarily. It's something called strabismus. Uh, misaligned teeth, 
that are dentally improbable, not just like, oh, he's got crooked teeth, but like a tooth in front of another tooth. Uh, Hair that's not just messy, but really like unusually messy or disconnected either like a like a strand that's just on your forehead and unconnected to the rest of your hair is one example uh or hair or clothing that looks painted uh there's one example he shows of a t-shirt that kind of looks like it's a matisse uh it's it's just sort of an impressionistic t-shirt and he's like those are the sort of imperfections that still show up even as good as this gets but it's getting good really fast and it's good oh my gosh sarah it's like watching I most of these fooled me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And even, you know, I read through all of this and I was like, okay. I mean, you know, I'm an asymmetrical person, aren't we all? But like, okay, I see where they're talking about where it's something that's not quite right. Yeah. Like, where you look at the teeth, my hair showing up on your side. Sure. Like, (laughs) there are definite, there are definite uh, flags that you go, okay, if you're paying attention. I see where you would notice this, mm-hmm. but nobody does. Not we yet. already know that nobody does. Not yeah. yet, though, so- because we didn't. Photo, uh, airbrushing used to fool people until we got used to it, and then we started to just uh, automatically be able. Airbrushing to tell. still fools people. Well, it you still should. does. If, but, A lot of people, but it you it can get past people more. Photoshopping fools more people than actual airbrushing. Well, sure. I'm just yeah, saying. We've come to the point now where we're like shopped. All these tech, all At these technologies, uh, yeah. When they show up, fool everyone, and then eventually get to a point where there's a lot of people who are like, "Yeah, no, I, I, I just know. I know when I'm looking at something that's shopped." And some people never can, and that's fine. But as long as the as long as there's a, a large enough number, it's not going to be used to fool everyone. The hope is that machine generated images will have that same pattern, but they're getting better so fast. That this yeah. could break the pattern. This is shocking to me. So I I went in there thinking, oh, they're showing me examples. You know, the black and white stuff. I was like, oh, here's where a computer's really trying real hard. But here's the goal they're aiming for, which is these actual photos of this nice this nice pair of people here. And then I read along and went, no, no, no. Those are now. That's what we're generating now. These NVIDIA results are these, and those are very convincing. And so now that I have that in my head, I'm like, well, hold on. I've already been fooled once. Fool me once. All that. Let me really focus in. And yeah, the eyes are a little too perfectly aligned. Um, there are subtle differences, but that old and Anc- cunny and cunny <laughs> uncanny Valley screwed that one up. <laughs> That's not there right now. I'm not feeling that weird. Uh, this is off. You know, like you get with no, these, these just look like snapshots of people. Yeah. And in some cases like good snapshots, like, I'm warm. I, you could put these same photos in an article that says the Google pixels sure taking great photos these days. And I'd go, yeah, look at that. <laughs> well, and, and yeah. And so then it comes into conversation of, oh, okay. If you used my photo, um, in an article about how I, you know, uh, uh, committed a crime and I'm like, uh, excuse me, that's me. And I didn't do that. You know, it's like there are actual people who can come forward or at least someone on my behalf and be like, that's wrong. But if it's a person who doesn't exist in the world, then we have a whole other conversation to be had because who's who's going to come forward for the fake woman who doesn't exist but looks pretty real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> who will think of her? Yeah, like I, <laughs> who will I, come for the fake woman? As someone, as someone who follows and is super into everything to do with uh, game rendering, especially Nvidia's role in this, um, 
it's always very interesting to me and I love to see what's next. All this new ray tracing technology that's coming is so awesome. It's easy to forget that along with this will come the next level of fooling everybody. And we're just going to get cheaper and easier, more accessible tools as time goes on. And we're going to have to deal with it the way we dealt with Photoshop. And in a weird way, I find that comforting because in some ways, you know, once everybody can do it, you can also get to a place where you realize everyone can do it and we can start spotting it. So I'm not that worried about it, but I am a little bugged at how much of a sucker I was today when I first looked at this article. I'm looking forward to uh, it getting good at real-time video rendering such that uh, I will always look the way I look now from forever because you just cover up uh, the way I really look. I agree. Mm -hmm. 50 years young. (laughs) That's that's me. (laughs) Thanks, everyone who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. We love getting your emails and we love reading some of them on the show. Indeed we do. In fact, Larry, a.k.a. the Geeky Trucker, wrote in and said, You mentioned DuckDuckGo all the time as a good security browser. I've been using StartPage as a private search engine for years. Have you ever looked at them? They used to be called IXQuick. Started back in 1998. They changed their name for better marketing themselves. Just a thought. Hmm. Uh, I have not. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. Uh, Thank you, Geeky Trucker. Uh, Start page it didn't just uh change the name it merged uh with it, with the other one so that that's that's how they ended up changing the name start page uses only one cookie called preferences which remembers your search preferences for future surfaces searches and is deleted if you don't visit start page for 90 days uh otherwise it doesn't do any kind of data collection the difference between start page and duckduckgo is duckduckgo always shows the same search results to everybody uh, so there is no preferences as far as I know, could be wrong about that. But as far as I know, DuckDuckGo doesn't even, doesn't even have search preferences. So if you're like, I love DuckDuckGo, but I'd like to keep some preferences around, then StartPage may be for you because it's very limited and it's still very privacy focused. Good, good suggestion. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Larry. Uh, keep on trucking. <laughs> also, thanks to Scott Johnson for being with us. Scott, what has been going on since we saw you last? Well, everything was great until that joke just now. And now I started laughing and I can't stop <laughs> thinking about it. But um, things have been going really good. You know, speaking of DuckDuckGo, last Wednesday, we had this very brief conversation that I owned a domain. We were talking about domains and who owned them and stuff. I owned a domain called NewDuck.com. And Tom's like, I oh, should donate it. And I said, nope, I'm going to draw a new duck on there every day. Well, guess which of the two choices I chose? That's right. I'm drawing a new duck every day. So here's what you want to do. Just go check out newduck.com. And uh, just it's just a silly, dumb thing. What's your just, privacy uh, policy, though? That's Well, what mine is 100%. Well, it's whatever the rest of my site is, I guess. <laughs> there's a new duck there every day. Most of them are colored and finished in ink. Some are just sketches. Uh, I've only been doing it for a little while here. But if you want to just see a new duck every day, <laughs> why, newduck.com is your place. So go check it out at newduck.com. And the the whole site's there, so you can see everything else I'm doing, as well as my Twitter account, at Scott Johnson. Man, in, in a world uh, full of people trying to get something from you, I love that you just want to give people In ducks. a world yeah. full yeah. of people trying Tom, to get something. Tom, it's almost Christmas. It's all giving time. So I'm here to give, and my giving is duck, ducks. So enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, it, you, coll- it collects three cookies, Squarespace, yeah. uh, two Squarespace, and one type kit. There you go. How that's not bad. It's pretty, right? you know, it's no duck deco, but it's pretty good. No. <laughs> no. And but it's but it's, uh, but it's very solid. You don't have to put any search queries, just look at ducks. That's, all that's right. 
Hey, everybody, uh, we're going to ask you for something, your support. Uh, if Patreon's not your bag, we got all kinds of ways to support us at dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. Uh, and you can find a nice new video there that shows you all the options you have uh, for supporting the show. Keep us independent. Of course, for us, still the best way is patreon.com slash DTNS. And our goal is always to get one more supporter than last year. And that supporter could be you. If you've been thinking about joining, now's the time. Patreon.com slash DTNS. If you have feedback for us, we have an email address for you. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com is where to direct them. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2130 UTC. Find out more? Tell a friend. Share it with your loved one at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Justin Robbie Young. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.